listening to Real Estate News Radio with Rowena Patton. Let's join the broadcast already in progress. Very good point, and we're going to talk about that a little bit after we come back from Cameron. Good morning, Cameron Ball. How are you this morning? Hey, good morning, Rowena. How are you guys? Gosh, I just I just saw Cameron on there, and I thought, when I said Cameron Ball, I thought, hmm, hope it is Cameron Ball. It could be any old Cameron. <laughs> but there really is only one Cameron Ball. That I know of. Uh, <laughs> I Googled it once and, I, and not much came up. So there you go. Well, how's everybody doing? I, I'm glad you have an unusual name and that's a, a powerful thing, right? Did, how did you feel being called Cameron Ball when you were a kid? You know, it had its ups and downs, but uh, I, I kind of rolled with the punches. I got two kids that went through school and I would I would ask them, has anybody made fun of you today? And they're like, yeah, but it's no big deal. So it just builds character. There you go. Exactly. And I always felt the same way having an unusual name, especially with my middle name, which I can't give out on air. But when you put it all together, it's quite ridiculous. And now <laughs> if you Google Rowena Patton podcast, I am the only one. Can you believe that? There you go. The only one in the world right now. Of course, there will be. Yeah, there will be another one. But there are only so many Rowena Pattons. And, you know, so. and, and turns out, Cameron, I, I did Google your name to see if just Cameron Ball came up. Uh, you don't play uh, football, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> I think one day, that's how you know you made it in life, if you just Google your name and you're the first first person to come up. Yeah. Isn't that a Google Absolutely. thing, though? Don't they just do that? Now I have to do it. I don't it. think okay. I'm even on there. Everybody who has a phone around at home this morning or a screen in front of them, Google your name. And um, all that comes up for me is all of our real estate. Uh, all the, I'm through 10 pictures now. Don't do that because it's embarrassing. I'm not even on the first three pages of, of Google. Dang uh, it. One, two, three. All these pictures of me. Um, there is a football player's wife that's also called Rowena actually here's the <laughs> podcast up right there yeah who knew um yeah there's well you know after 15 years of of uh putting things online and doing all that stuff I guess it's only to be expected I can't escape the internet now so Cameron tell us what's going on in the world of lending I'm sure a lot has changed in the last week well I mean actually the net the net result comes to be very marginal i mean uh rates are bobbing a little bit not in not wildly a um, little bit of raises a little bit of lowering but at the end of the day they're still right at their record lows uh that we saw last year so it's you know it, as far as the interest rate perspective i mean there's lots of other factors that go into it but it is still an amazing time to jump on a purchase or refinance if you haven't done so already so we've been talking a lot about the foreclosure moratorium, the eviction moratorium, the forbearance moratorium, um, that some of which have been lifted at this point, we know. And now into that big blob, we add inflation. So now we've got inflation. And now, even more critically, I think, we have Afghanistan. So yeah. in, in, the, in the turmoil that's happening right now, how do you think that's going to affect interest rates? Get your crystal ball out. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I, I have been saying this for the last uh, three, four years, at least, if not more. I mean, they're going to go up. Uh, I just hope when they do that there is some, a, a measure of steady and slow but sure. Um, 
because, you know, a, a steep increase would cripple our industry. Um, it would, nothing is going to stop the industry, but it would cripple it to a, 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 a bad place. And uh, nobody wants that. You know, the mortgage industry is a major economic driver of our economy. It's, it's one of the top five, I believe, um, of what makes the whole thing go round. So nobody wants it to be brought to its knees. So if, if everything goes well, when we do start seeing increases, they will be small incremental increases um, to kind of serve as a, uh, a almost a warning sign yeah. that things are going. Um, but, you know, who knows? I, I, like I said, I've literally said for the last several years, expected to go up. I'm expected to go up and they keep just hovering right above the ground. Well, there's a lot going on where that's a Band-Aid, right? Because we're printing an awful lot of money, putting an awful lot of money out there, and the inflation that we're seeing, and it just went up again, can only be controlled by interest rates. It's only a matter of time. And on that, we missed a, a major factor. I missed a major factor there where we have another strain of COVID and we are going back into masking again. And now we have the confusion of some restaurants are saying you can come in if you're vaccinated or we need a card or we need you masking, which is going to cut out. A, a, well, we, what, where are we in vaccinations right now? About half the population here. So what happens to businesses when that happens? And are we going into lockdown again? And we know, you, gosh, as, I was going to say as a nation, but it's not a nation. As human beings, we have such a short memory. Last year in real estate, of course, you know, it was all new. Of course, it wasn't really new, but we thought it was. And we had a, a very different real estate market for a while there. Sellers were very nervous and concerned about letting people into their homes. We are in a world now where you do need that pre-approval to get into most homes, and that's going to really come back in force again because sellers don't want people in their homes who are just looking around to see what's out there. You know, they they right. they want that security, uh, whether it's a vaccination or mass. Who knows on that one? They'll want people mass going in as well. Um, but outside of that, that pre-approval to show that you're really serious is going to be super important, and it will be interesting to see how it affects the real estate market coming up here, should we go into a partial or, or you know, lockdown, whatever you want to call it, here coming soon? Because, you know, I think everybody realizes we're just going to go in cycles of this and COVID's with us here forever. Yeah, that's a, it's a scary, a scary fact. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be around, but, you know, as far as the pre-approvals go, uh, you know, we've, We've come up with some strategies, and you guys do a wonderful job of, of presenting, uh, and it is a very competitive market with all the, the agents that I deal with, but Rowena and her team, they are trained to do a fantastic job and make sure that you don't overpay, but to make sure that you do win that, that home that you want. So they're doing a great job at it, and uh, hopefully we'll continue to keep rolling no matter what the economy and the interest rates do. 
You know, it's interesting. So sometimes people are coming from other states and like, well, here in Florida, any anybody will take us into a house. And occasionally we hear, well, what do you need, mean we need a, a pre-approval? And, you know, the, the I'll just call somebody else and they'll take me in. However, my feeling is that if that agent's taking you in without a pre-approval, you're being set up for failure right now. Because so many of these homes are going into multiple offer that if you really, you know, so here's the normal speech. Yeah, I'm just looking around to see what's out there. And if I find something, have you heard that? Well, if I find something, I'll get pre-approved. Oh, yeah. You hear that all the time, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the problem. When you're looking around, you find that one house that say, oh, my gosh, this checks all the boxes, especially now when there are a few homes on the market. You find that one home you want to put an offer in. We don't have two days or a day for you to get the full pre-approval. That's when I get a call at 730 on a Saturday. Yeah. And, oh, we got to have it. We got to have it. And. You know, uh, I try to do what I can, but um, <laughs> there's going to be times where you were you were told you should have got it, and and I may not mm. be able to do it at that time. So yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and get it done if, if you're if you are seriously looking. Um, don't don't worry about having your credit pulled. It's going to need to be pulled. Uh, that is the least of all negative effects of credit. Having a, a single credit pull in there probably will not move it at all, especially if you have good, strong credit. Yeah, it doesn't even um, move it a full point, does it, Cameron? Uh, it, it, it depends on a lot of factors, and it really depends on if you've had, you know, 17 other people pull, Yeah, you know, oh, within sure. the last two weeks, that's going to be an issue. But if it's a single credit pull and you have reasonably good credit, you will not see much of a move in your credit score. And we don't want you going online for a loan and clicking that button that says prequel. Because that's a, a piece of paper that we can print out that says our client is uh, pre-qualified for, so, you know, just a little lesson on where it's different here. Our client is pre-qualified for a loan of $400,000 dependent on giving, all, giving us all of their documents because they've called or answered three questions online that says, how much do you earn? Uh, what would the other two obvious ones be Cameron that's just a prequel um well it, it depends on I don't know a system that that does it like that ours is not ours is in-depth because we do a full pre-approval right um you know but but the the big things they want to know is equity how much money are you going to be able to put down and how much do you have available to you um and your credit credit, score. Your credit yeah. score going to be um so it's once they get that out, they can they can manufacture something. But, the, you know, the other thing that people don't realize until it's too late is when you go into some of these massive company websites, Lending Tree or whatever, you get bombarded Ugh. with telephone calls because it is their job to take that information and shotgun it out to every every company that is willing to pay them 20 or $25 for that, quote, lead, which is you. And now you are literally getting... 15 to 20 phone calls within the next hour. And you um, can't and make continue. them stop. No. So, you know, sir, let this serve as your warning. Um, it, is, it is, in my opinion, better to team up with someone that is trusted with your real estate agent, um, someone that is local, preferably, that knows the area, and um, someone that will pull your credit once. You know, but the other thing, uh, off topic here, well, maybe on topic, what I was talking about, but just a little bit off, 
even when you get your credit pulled, did you know that the credit repositories actually sell the information that you have had a mortgage credit pull oh. and other companies, other companies will start soliciting you no oh. matter who it is. ABC Bank, my company, whatever, we pull your credit. All of a sudden, these other companies know because TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian sell that information. Oh, I was wondering who sold my information. <laughs> yep. I have people all the time going, man, it's weird. We put an application in with you, and all of a sudden, like, five different people called. And I was like, yeah, I meant to tell you about that. Sorry. Oh. Oh, well, I want to share some pain here, so I just went through this with healthcare. So I got a wild hair one night and decided to switch healthcare. It's all anybody that's in healthcare, you don't need to call me. It's all figured out now. Please don't because I idiotically went online and put my details in. And I can tell you the calls are still coming. It's been a month. And I want to say I get a dozen calls a day. And every time I say, oh, and text, I get bombarded with spam text now. It's awful absolutely mm. awful they will not stop and they call and i say listen we spoke yesterday do you not remember that or one of your colleagues spoke to me and i've got it all figured out thank you so much for your call and it's getting less and less polite as this is continues in week two it is awful just awful and i want to share something in mortgages because when i first got into real estate at the end of 2006 i used to think oh yeah big banks you know that's the safest way to go and what I've learned over the years, I may have learned this very quickly, is that a local lender knows the market. Because especially in the mountains, we are very different. We don't have big communities that have three or 400 homes in the main. That's very, very rare here. Um, our terrain is very different. Now, why is that important in lending? Because there's this little thing called an appraisal that is of prime importance right now. When you go to get a loan, the back in 2011, they changed the system whereby now the banks don't just call their friendly local appraiser. It goes into a big appraisal pool and they send the appraiser out and that home has got to appraise. So it's really, really important to have a local lender that, that understands the market, not somebody sitting in California or New York that doesn't understand the difference in the market here because it is very different. Agreed. And I, I think also uh, a local lender is going to have contacts. Um, you know, if you need an inspector or an agent or um, just anyone local, they're mm -hmm. going to be a great resource to talk to about those things. Well, and we all we all work together, right? It's that you can't do everything online, you know. Whereby, and if you do, it's a mm, how should I say this? It's a ladder, right? So point one is you go to this person. Point two is you go to that person. Point three, but here's the issue: everything online is monetized. So all those people, you go on Zillow and it says, talk to this agent. That agent is paying to be on Zillow. You know, and if it's like point three, here's the inspector. That inspector is paying to be on there. Do you want somebody paying to be on there or do you want somebody recommended hmm. by somebody you know where they have skin in the game and they don't want to recommend somebody that they haven't had a good experience with? Because we all know what online reviews are, are about, you know, not necessarily com uh, completely... I don't want to say truthful because it's not that. Um, but when you get recommended by somebody you know, and when we all work together, we work with Cameron, we work with him all the time. We know him. We're not going to recommend him if we think he's an ass. Am I allowed to say that, Randy? <laughs> Randy's going to beat me now. What did you say? <laughs> and, and, a, a, a mule, you know, that, like a donkey. There you go. Yeah. 
on that point, Rowena, I've explained to my clients before, you know, if you, if you go use some big internet company, you know, it, I probably can't say the name, but it rhymes with chicken or anything, any of those others <laughs> where your, your loan officer may Quicken be. up your speech a little bit there, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, well, you know, the, the loan officer may be sitting in a cubicle in Des Moines, Iowa somewhere, and we're here in Western North Carolina. My relationship with you as a real estate agent, I rely on that for business and to maintain a certain level of professionalism, a certain level of speed. And and if I break that trust, that that hurts my financial standing. If the agent that is sitting in a cubicle somewhere arbitrarily does not do a good job and you guys are frustrated with them, they don't care because they have a stack of people and papers lined up to go through. So I have a vested interest in the success of every client that you guys put on my desk. And um, I think that goes a long way. You mean you care about your reputation? I care about my reputation. I care about keeping my income flow going through you guys because if I can't keep things going, uh, guess what? You no longer can trust me to refer me and then you stop sending me business and then my kids get skinny and then (laughs) I'm upset about that. You definitely don't want skinny kids. Nah, not in this business. Well, it's the same way the other way around. If you're dealing with a donkey agent, then the, the whole transaction is much more unpleasant for the buyer or for the seller, correct? Yes, absolutely. If you've got absolutely. an agent that, that you know, is, is not terribly experienced, I'm not going to say doesn't know what they're doing because none of us know what we're doing in the beginning. You know, I can honestly say that in my first year in 2007, I did 42 transactions on my own with no help and I was crying every third day and I barely knew what I was doing. I never should have been put out there with the public. It wasn't a right thing to do, which is why I'm not even kidding. I mean, it's in my book. It's all in the beginning of the book. And, um, you know, I shouldn't have been foisted out there, which is why we built a company where people are so highly trained and supported in a small group of very highly trained uh, individuals. Well, like the Navy SEALs. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Or the Marines. (laughs) Call out for the Marines. Who do? Who else do you want to give a call out for this morning? Disjock. Mm. No. Disjock is yeah. Disjock <laughs> is. <laughs> and anybody who's served and all of their families who who have served. Of course. Um, mm. What? So, any thoughts on? I'm just going to put you on the spot here, Cameron. Afghanistan. What the heck? And how is that going to have any effect on our business? What's the trickle down going to be? Do you think? Gosh. That, that hard to say about the effects but man what what heartbreaking footage and and the thoughts of what is really going on um in that area to to human beings is is heartbreaking um granted i I also see the point that you know we're there for 20 years we're making lots of strides but if if not now when i get it uh but i just think the the abruptness of it um not leaving some small contingency there to to keep and and the peace going is I, f- I feel like you know hindsight twenty twenty but I think that was a mistake. Um, what it, what effect it will have on us? Uh, heaven only knows. Um, it really depends on how violent they start to get over there and how that starts to affect us. If it does anything to the surrounding countries and the the oil flow that always seems to to trickle in, you know, to rates and our business. So. 
there's lots of there's lots of ripple effects that could come from it, and time will only tell. Well, and you just watched the news reporting on it, and it is switching a little bit now, which is which is I think a good thing to see. But it's like, oh, the Taliban seem very happy, which seems bizarre. Like, uh, you just want to look into history a little bit, you know. And this is in in our world, in our knowledge, this has been going on for twenty years now. And do you remember when you were younger and people were talking about wars that had gone on for twenty years? It didn't mean anything. And I know that you're old enough now to remember when. This started big time. Of course, it started a lot longer before that. But, you know, September 11th. And I don't think it's any uh, surprise that we're awfully close to that date 20 years later, the anniversary of it. And it is just you just wonder that the people that don't remember, you know, they're too young to remember. This is in our lifetime. We've watched all of this roll out. And sometimes I think there's so many people left behind and it's such a mess not just americans and people who helped the americans but afghanis people i think just think that afghanis are taliban they're not at all it's even in the main a different nation like it is they are not the same people and um i'd i'd uh i i don't know if you've watched the movie lone survivor that's a really mm. wa- good one to watch it's i think 2011 to 2013 maybe it came out and it's about it's based on a true story which is you know always a a good one to watch i think when the navy seals went in in afghanistan and um it's just a really interesting story about how the uh well i don't want to ruin the story but how some afghanis in a remote village uh saved I'm not going to say one of them. Well, don't but, give away the ending. Well, it's called Lone Survivor. Like, <laughs> it kind of gives it away from the get-go, which is kind of interesting in itself, you know. And it's Mark Wahlberg, which is always a, a good watch. Um, but just a, a really great movie that shows you uh, who the Afghanis are and don't mix them up with the Taliban. It's a, you know, it's a, a very, very different group of people. But yeah, we we can't imagine that this isn't going to have, if nothing else, uh, a big effect on political unrest, which do we think we've got? And uh, it's one of the things I say when I go out to listings that it is not a matter of if the market's going to shift, it's just when. You know, we're already three years overdue. And one of the I go through all of the things that affect a market shift, an economic market shift. And of course, the housing market follows that. And one of them is just says political unrest. And I say, do you feel like we've got any political unrest right now? And of course, for the Mm. last few years, that's off the charts. And this only goes into that part, I think, in big time. So in short, if you haven't refinanced yet, go ahead and get on it. (laughs) Yeah. And it, the time. If, you're paying, if you're paying over three and a half percent, we need to talk. Exactly. <laughs> so mountainhomehunt.com, mountainhomehunt.com. There's a button at the top that says finance. You can get Cameron's cell phone on there. And if you just like the Absolutely. fact he has a husky voice and want to listen to him at 10 o'clock when you're bored in the morning, you can call him too and text him and get hold of him. And if you want to refinance or buy something or get some quotes on there, he's a half decent guy to talk to. Cameron, how long? Go. I got a question for you, Cameron. How long do you wait until you do refinance? Say you bought a home within six months. Good question. Could I refinance? Uh, as long as it makes sense. As long as the number, and that's what I, that's the part. My job really falls into two categories, dealing with people, which I love, and math, which I love. Um, mm. You know, the math will absolutely not lie to you. 
And if you run the numbers, and it depends on what you're trying to get out of the refinance as well. You know, you may want to shorten your term. You may want to stretch your term back out if you, you know, if you've lived there for quite a while. But to answer your question, you know, are there scenarios where it is doable and advantageous? Um, not as many, but it never hurts to look because it's absolutely free to take a look, crunch the numbers. And I've told many people in, in part of my networking groups and things like that, they'll call me up for advice and I'll say, unless you just absolutely want to do this, it's probably not in your best interest. And, you know, just go ahead and continue on the path that you're on. Um, so let's, it's, it's let's never talk a bad about idea. Some, let's talk about some pointers there. So if you are at a higher interest rate than three, you probably want to look at it. If your credit wasn't stellar when you, or if your credit is improved, that's not correct. If your credit has improved since you bought your house, you probably want to look at it. If your house has increased in value, and of course we can help you with that, again, mountainhomehunt.com, click on contact us and we'll get you a value for your house. The automated values, including ours, are not very accurate right now. We'll work you up a good range of value so you can see how much you've put on. Because if you were paying PMI, if you didn't put 20% down when you bought your house, even if it were six months ago, and I did that. So when I bought my house, I did a lot of improvements on the house. That's the other thing. If you've done improvements on your house, uh, maybe you finished out a basement or put AC in or done some remodeling, your house has gone up in value. So that could be another good way of getting the PMI off or getting that lower interest rate. Um, if you've been there for three or four years already, go ahead and take a look at it. So just get a quote. It doesn't. How much energy do people have to put in, Cameron, to, to get that refinancing quote? The application takes maybe 10 minutes online. You can do it in your PJs, 2 o'clock in the morning if you want to. It shows up automatically. You don't have to tell me. It just pops into my inbox. And I work up the numbers, maybe call you to go over a couple things. And within another 10, 15 minutes, you'll have your, your information to make your decision. Awesome. And mountainhomehunt.com, the link is on there for Cameron. Just click on finance. You'll find it right there. Thank you so much, Cameron. That was a lot of great information this morning. And I'm sure you'll join me in in um, sending a big heartfelt thank you to those who have families who are going to Afghanistan, those who came out, all those that served there, which is many, many, many thousands of people and everybody that, that was waiting for them on, on the way out, families, friends, you know, that whole massive big circle that that, that affects. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's always a pleasure. All right, darling, you have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Rowena Patton here at All Star Powerhouse. Sell it now. Don't wait. Call me at 828-333-4483. Don't let real estate pass you by with All Star Powerhouse.